that going like God after dark, baby. 7.45 on Sunday. My brother was here this morning, so um doing the recording now. If my voice goes, <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep reading silently for the rest of the hour. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Um, and you'll just have to follow along and then I'll pick up where I left off next time. Uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Satan rose up against... In- <laughs> Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. Wait. <laughs> okay. 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 Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. So David said to Joab and the commanders of the troops, Go and count the Israelites from Beersheba to Don. Then report back to me, so that I may know how many there are. But Joab replied, May the Lord multiply his troops a hundred times over. My Lord the King, are they not all the Lord's subjects? Why does my Lord want to do this? Why should he bring guilt on Israel? The king's word, however, overruled Joab. So Joab left and went throughout Israel and then came back to Jerusalem. Joab reported the number of the fighting men to David. In all Israel, there were 1,100,000 men who could handle a sword, including 470,000 in Judah. But Joab did not include Levi and Benjamin in the numbering, because the king's command was repulsive to him. This command was also evil in the sight of God, so he punished Israel. Then David said to God, I have sinned greatly by doing this. Now I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. The Lord said to God, David seer, go and tell David, this is what the Lord says. I am giving you three options. Choose one of them for me to carry out against you. So Gad went to David and said to him, this is what the Lord says. Take your choice, three years of famine, three months of being swept away before your enemies with their sword overtaking you, or three days of the sword of the Lord, days of plague in the land with the angel of the Lord ravaging every part of Israel. Now then, decide how I should answer the one who sent me. David said to Gad, I am in deep distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great. But do not let me fall into the hands of men. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel, and 70,000 men of Israel fell dead. And God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem. But as the angel was doing so, the Lord saw it and was grieved because of the calamity, and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough, withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was then standing at the threshing floor of Arahuna, the Jebusite. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between heaven and earth, with a drawn sword in his hand extended over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell face down. David said to God, Was it not I who ordered the fighting men to be counted? I am the one who has sinned and done wrong. These are but sheep. What have they done? O Lord my God, let your hand fall upon me and my family, but do not let this plague remain on your people. Then the angel of the Lord ordered Gad to tell David to go up and build an an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arahuna, the Jebusite. So David went up in obedience to the word that Gad had spoken in the name of the Lord. When Arauna was threshing wheat, he turned and saw the angel. His four sons, who were with him, hid themselves. Then David approached, and when Arauna looked and saw him, he left the threshing floor and bowed down before David with his face to the ground. David said to him, Let me have the sight of your threshing floor, so I can build an altar to the Lord, that the plague on the people may be stopped. Sell it to me at the full price. Arauna said to David, Take it. Let my lord the king do whatever pleases him. Look, I will give the oxen for the burnt offerings, the threshing sledges for the wood, and the wheat for the grain offering. I will give all this. But King David replied to Arauna, No, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours, or sacrifice a burnt offering that cost me nothing. So David paid Arauna six hundred shekels of gold for the site. David built an altar to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called on the Lord, and the Lord answered him with fire from heaven on the altar of burnt offering. Then the Lord spoke to the angel, and he put his sword back into its sheath. 
At that time, when David saw that the Lord had answered him on the threshing floor of Arunah the Jebusite, he offered sacrifices there. The tabernacle of the Lord, which Moses had made in the desert, and the altar of burnt offering, were at that time in the high place of At-Gibeon. But David could not go before it to inquire of God, because he was afraid of the sword of the angel of the Lord. Then David said, The house of the Lord God is to be here, and also the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So David gave orders to assemble the aliens living in Israel, and from among them he appointed stone cutters to prepare dressed stone for the building for building the house of God. He provided a large amount of iron to make nails for the doors of the gateways and for the fittings, and more bronze than could be weighed. He also provided more cedar logs that could be counted, for the Sidonians and Tyrians had brought large numbers of them to David. David said, My son Solomon is young and inexperienced, and the house to be built for the Lord should be of great magnificence and fame and splendor in the sight of all the nations. Therefore I will make preparations for it. So David made extensive preparations before his death. Then he called his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. David said to Solomon, My son, I had it in my heart to build a house for the name of the Lord of the Lord my God. But this word of the Lord came to me. You have shed much blood and have fought many ways. You are not to build a house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. But you will have a son who will be a man of peace and rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. His name will be Solomon, and I will grant Israel peace and quiet during his reign. He is the one who will build a house for my name. He will be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you, and may you have success and build the house of the Lord your God, as he said you would. May the Lord give you discretion and understanding when he puts you in command over Israel, so that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will have success if you are careful to observe the decrees and laws that the Lord gave Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. I have taken great pains to provide for the temple of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a million talents of silver, quantities of bronze and iron too great to be weighed, and wood and stone. And you may add to them. You have many workmen, stone cutters, masons, and carpenters, as well as men skilled in every kind of work, in gold and silver, bronze and iron, craftsmen beyond number. Now begin the work, and the Lord be with you. Then David ordered all the uh, leaders of Israel to help his son Solomon. He said to them, Is not the Lord your God with you? And has he not granted you rest on every side? For he has handed the inhabitants of land over to me, and the land is subject to the Lord and to his people. Now devote your heart and soul to seeking the Lord your God. Begin to build the sanctuary of the Lord God, so that you may bring the ark uh, of the covenant of the Lord and the sacred articles belonging to God into the temple that will be built for the name of the Lord. When David was old and full of years, he made his son Solomon king over Israel. He also gathered together all the leaders of Israel, as well as the priests and the Levites. The Levites, thirty years old or more, were counted, and the total number of men was thirty-eight thousand. David said, "Of these twenty-four thousand, of these twenty-four thousand are to supervise the work of the temple of the Lord, and six thousand are to be officials and judges. Four thousand are to be gatekeepers, and four thousand are to girl boss, and four thousand are to praise the Lord with the musical instruments I have provided for that purpose." David divided the Levites. Levites into groups corresponding to the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Belonging to the Gershonites, Ladan and Shimei, the sons of Ladan, Jehiel the first, Zethlem and Joel three in all, the sons of Shimei, Shelamoth, Hazel, and Haran three in all. These were the heads of the families of Ladan. And the sons of Shimei, Jahath, Ziza, Jeush, and Beria. These were the sons of Shimei, four in all. Jehosh was the first and Ziza the second, but Jerush and Beria did not have many songs, so they were counted as one family with one assignment. The sons of Kohath, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel, four in all. The sons of Amram, Aaron, and Moses. 
Aaron was set apart, he and his descendants forever, to consecrate the most holy things, to offer sacrifices before the Lord, to minister before him, and to pronounce blessings in his name forever. The sons of Moses, the man of God, were counted as part of the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses, Gershon and Eleazar, the descendants of Gershom, Shubael was the first, the descendants of Eleazar, Rehabiah was the first. Eleazar had no other sons but the sons of Rehabiah, who were numerous. The sons of Ishar, Shalometh was the first. The sons of Hebron, Jerry the first, Amariah the second, Jahaziel the third, and Jechamim the fourth. The sons of Uziel, Micah the first, and uh, Ishia the second. The sons of uh, Merari, Mali and Mushi, the sons of Mali, Eleazar uh, and Kish. Eleazar died without having sons. He had only daughters. Their cousins, the son of Kish, married them. The sons of Mushi, Mali, Eder, Jeremoth, three in all. These were the descendants of Levi by their families, the heads of families, as they were registered under their names and counted individually. That is, the workers twenty years old or more who served in the temple of the Lord. For David had said, Since the Lord, the God of Israel, has granted rest to his people and has come to dwell in Jerusalem forever. The Levites no longer need to carry the tabernacle or any of the articles used in its service. According to the last instructions of David, the Levites were counted from those twenty years old or more. The duty of the Levites was to help Aaron's descendants in the service of the temple of the Lord, to be in charge of the courtyards, the side rooms, the purification of all sacred things, and the performance of other duties at the house of God. They were in charge of the bread set out on the table, the flour for the grain offerings, the unleavened wafers, the baking and the mixing, and all measurements of quantity and size. They were also to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord. They were to do the same in the evening. And whenever burnt offerings were presented to the Lord on Sabbaths and at new moon festivals and at appointed feasts, they were to serve before the Lord regularly in the proper number and in the way prescribed for them. And so the Levites carried out their responsibility for the tent of meeting, for the holy place, and, under their brothers, the descendants of Aaron, for the service of the temple of the Lord. These were the divisions of the sons of Aaron. The sons of Aaron were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father did, and they had no sons. So Eleazar and Ithamar served as priests. With the help of Zadok, a descendant of Eleazar, and Ahimelech, a descendant of Ithamar, David separated them into divisions for their uh, appointed order of ministering. A large number of leaders were found among Eleazar's descendants than among Ethamar's, and they were divided accordingly. Sixteen heads of families from Eleazar's descendants, Eleazar's descendants and eight heads of families from Ethamar's descendants. They divided them impartially by drawing lots, for there were officials of the sanctuary and officials of God among the descendants of both Eleazar and Ethamar. The scribe Shemaiah, son of Nathaniel, a Levite, uh, recorded their names in the presence of the king and of the officials. Zadok the priest, Ahimelech, son of Abi, Abiathar, and the heads of families of the priests and of the Levites, one family being taken from Eleazar and then from Ethamar. The first lot fell to Jehoiarib, the second to Jediah, the third to Harim, the fourth to Siorim, the fifth to Malkijah, the sixth to Mijamin, seven to Hakaz, the eighth to Abijah, the ninth to Jeshua, the tenth to Shekaniah, the eleventh to Eliashib, the twelfth to Jakim, the thirteenth to Hapa, the fourteenth to Jashibiab, uh, the fifteenth to Bilga, the sixteenth to Imer, the seventeenth to Hazir, the eighteenth to Habazes, the nineteenth to Peth, uh, Pethiah, the twentieth to Jehezkel, the twenty-first to Jakin, the twenty-second to Gamul, the twenty-third to Deliah, the twenty-fourth to Maziah. This was their appointed order of ministering when they entered the temple of the Lord according to the regulations prescribed for them by their forefathers Aaron as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded him. As for the rest of the descendants of Levi, for the sons of Amram, Shubael, from the sons of Shubael, uh, Jedeah, 
Jediah. As for Rahabia from his sons, uh, Ishia was the first from the Isarites, Shilamoth, from the sons of Shilamoth, Jehosh, uh, the sons of Hebron, Jeriah the first, Amariah the second, Jaziel the third, and Shechemim the fourth. The son of Uziel, Micah, from the sons of Micah, Shamir, the brother of Micah, Ish. Ishia from the sons of Ishia, Zechariah, the sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi, the sons of Jazia, Bino, the sons of Merai, Merari, the sons of Mer- uh, Mera- Merari, from Jazia, Bino, Shoham, Zakur, and Ibri, from Mali, Eleazar, who had no sons, from Kish, the son of Kish, Jeremiel, and the sons of Mushi, Mali, uh, Eder, and Jeremoth. These were the Levites, uh, the Levites, according to their families. They also cast lots, just as their brothers, the descendants of Aaron did, in the presence of King David and Zadok, Ahimelech, and the heads of the families of the priests and the Levites. The family of the oldest brother were treated the same as those of the youngest. David, together with the commanders of the army, set apart some of the sons of Asaph. Uh, he, he man, <laughs> says right there, he man, and Jeduthun, for the ministry of prophesizing, accompanied by harps, lyres, and cymbals. Here is the list of the men who performed this service. From the sons of uh, Asaph, Zakur, Joseph, Nathaniel, and Azarillah, the sons of Asaph were under the supervision of Asaph, who prophesied under the king's supervision. As for Jeduthun from his sons, Gedaliah, Zeri, Jeshiah, Sharmai, uh, Hashabiah and Mathi Marithiah, six in all, under the supervision of their father Jaduthan, who prophesied using the harp in thanksgiving and praising the Lord. As for Herman from his sons, Bukiah, Matania, Uziel, Shubail, and Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanai, Eliatha, uh, uh, Gedalti, and Romati Ezer, Joshbekasha, Malathi, Hothir, and Mahaziath. All these were sons of Heman, the king's seer. They were given him through the promises, the promises of God to exalt him. God gave Heman fourteen sons and three daughters. All these men were under the supervision of their fathers for the music of the temple of the Lord, the cymbals, lyres, and harps for the ministry at the house of God. Asaph, Jeduthun, and Heman were under the supervision of the king, along with their relatives, all of them trained and skilled in music for the Lord. They number 288. Young and old alike, teachers as well as students, cast lots for their duties. So there are two... Well, it's one one long line s- split across the page in two chunks. The names with a 12 next to them, which the translation note says, see, it says nine, see the total in verse seven. Hebrew does not have 12. So I don't really know if that means I'm supposed to... This happened once before, um, probably in numbers when we were doing literally this whole thing already. Um, but yes, so I guess I'll, I'll read out the twelves until I get tired of it and then I won't. The first lot, which was for Asaph, fell to Joseph, his sons and relatives, twelve. The second to Gedaliah and his, he, he and his relatives and sons, twelve. The third to secure his sons and relatives, 12. The fourth to Isri, his sons and relatives, 12. The fifth to Nathania, uh, his sons and relatives, 12. The sixth to Bukia, his sons and relatives, 12. The seventh to Jeserla, his sons and relatives, 12. The eighth to... Jeshia, his sons and relatives, 12. The ninth to Matana, uh, Matania, 
his sons and relatives, 12. The 10th to Shimei, his sons and relatives, 12. The 11th to Azarel, his sons and relatives, 12. The 12th to Hashabia, his sons and relatives, 12. The 13th to Shubael, his sons and relatives, 12. The 14th to Madi Chaya, his sons and relatives, 12. The 15th to Jerimoth, his sons and relatives, 12. The 16th to ha Hanan, Hanan, Hananiah, his sons and relatives, 12. The 17 to Josh Bekasha, his sons and relatives, 12. The 18th to Hanai, his sons and relatives, 12. The 19th to Malafi, his sons and relatives, 12. The 12th to Aliath, his sons and relatives, 12. The 21st to Hothir, his sons and relatives, 12. The 22nd to uh, Gidalti, his sons and relatives, 12. The 23rd to Mahaziath, his sons and relatives, 12. The 24th to Romanti Ezer, his sons and relatives, 12. The divisions of the gatekeepers. From the Korahites, Meshelamiah, son of Kor, one of the sons of Asaph. Meshelamiah had sons, Zechariah the firstborn, Jediel the second, uh, Zebediah the third, Jathniel the fourth, Elam the fifth, Jehohanan the sixth, and Elihonai the seventh. Obed-Edom also had sons, Shemaiah the firstborn, Jehozbad the second, Joah uh, the third, Zechariah the fourth, Nathaniel the fifth, Amiel the sixth, Issachar the seventh, and Pulathai the eighth, for God had blessed Obed, um, Obed-Edom. His son Shemaiah also had sons who were leaders in their father's family because they were very capable men. <laughs> the sons of Shemaiah, Othni, Raphael, Obed, and Elzabad, his relatives Elihu and Simachiah were also able men. All these were descendants of Obed-Edom. They and their sons and their relatives were capable men with the strength to do the work. Descendants of Obed-Edom, 62 in all. Meshulamiah had sons and relatives who were able men, 18 in all. Hosa the Merarite had sons, Shimri the first, although he was not the firstborn. His father had appointed him the first. Hilkiah the second, Tabaliah the third, and Zechariah the fourth. The sons and relatives of Hosha were thirteen in all. These divisions of the gatekeepers, through their chief men, had duties for ministering in the temple of the Lord, just as their relatives had. Lots were cast for each gate, according to their families, young and old alike. The lot for the east gate fell to Sholemiah. Then lots were cast for his son Zechariah, a wise counselor, and the lot for the north gate fell to him. The lot for the south gate fell to Obed-Edom, and the lot for the storehouse fell to his sons. The lots for the west gate and the Shalakath gate on the upper road fell to Shupim and Hosa. Guard was alongside of guard. There were six Levites a day on the east, four a day on the north, four a day on the south, and two at a time at the storehouse. As for the court to the west, there were four at the road and two at the court itself. These were the divisions of the gatekeepers, who were descendants of Korah and Merari. Their fellow Levites were in charge of the treasuries of the house of God and the treasuries for the dedicated things. The descendants of Ladan, who were Gershonites, through Ladan, who were heads of families belonging to Ladan the Gershonite, were Jehulai, the sons of Jehulai, Zetham, and his brother Joel. They were in charge of the treasuries of the temple of the Lord. Then the Amorites, the Esarites, and the Hebronites, and the Uzielites. Shubael, a descendant of Gershom, son of Moses, was the officer in charge of the treasuries. His relatives, through Eleazar, Rehabiah, Rehabiah, his son, Jeshiah, his son, Jeram, his son, Zikri, his son, and Shilomith, his son. 
Shelomith and his relatives were in charge of all the treasuries for the things dedicated by King David, by the heads of families who were the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, and by the other army commanders. Some of the plunder taken in battle they dedicated for the repair of the temple of the Lord. And everything dedicated by Samuel the seer and by Saul son of Kish, uh, Abner son of Ner, and Joab son of Zeruiah, and all the other dedicated things were in the care of the Shilomith and his relatives. From the Israelites, Kananiah and his sons were assigned duties away from the temple as officials and judges over Israel. From the Hebronites, Hashbiah and his relatives, 1,700 able men, were responsible in Israel west of the Jordan for all the work of the Lord in the king's service. As for the Hebronites, Jeriah was their chief according to the genealogical records of their families. In the fortieth year of David's reign, a search was made in the records, and capable men among the Hebronites were found at Jazer and Gilead. Jeriah had 2,700 relatives who were able men and heads of families, and King David put them in charge of the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh for every matter pertaining to God and for the affairs of the king. It is difficult to read with inflection when we're stumbling over um, the names and by we, I mean me. Um, and I just want to like recognize my beautiful listeners <laughs> because it's just like monotone and uh, I'm sure not the most like delicious listening, listening experience uh, because there's no storytelling to do. So, um, yeah. If you're listening, you're the greatest, the world's greatest, number one hero. This is a list of the Israelites, heads of families, commander of thousands, and commanders of hundreds, and their officers, who served the king and all that concerned the army divisions that were on duty month by month throughout the year. Each division consisted of 24,000 men. In charge of the first division for the first month was ja, uh, Jashobim, son of Zabdiel. There were 24,000 men in his division. He was a descendant of Perez and chief of all the army officers for the first month. In charge of the division for the second month was Dodai the Ahohite. Mikloth was the leader of his division. There were 24,000 men in his division. The third army commander for the third month was Benanai, son of Jehoiada the priest. He was chief, and there were 24,000 men in his division. This was the Benaniah, who was a mighty man among the 30, and was over the 30. His son, Amizabad, was in charge of his division. The fourth for the fourth month was Ashael, the brother of Joab. His son, Zebediah, was his successor. There were 24,000 men in his division. The fifth for the fifth month was the commander Shamhuth the Izrahite. There were 24,000 men in his division. The sixth for the sixth month was Ira, the son of Ikash the Tekwite. There were 24,000 men in his division. The seventh for the seventh month was Helez the Pelonite, an Ephraimite. An Ephraimite. <laughs> there were 24,000 men in his division. The eighth for the eighth month was Sibakai, the Hushathite, a Zerite. There were 24,000 men in his division. The ninth for the ninth month was Abizir, the Anothite, a Benjamite. There were 24,000 men in his division. The tenth for a tenth month was Maharai, the Nephnetophathite, a Zerahite. There were 24,000 men in his division. The 11th for the 11th month was Beniah, the Pirathonite, an Ephraimite. There were 24,000 men in his division. The 12th for the 12th night, the 12th month, was Heldai, the Netophathite, for the family, from the family of Othniel. There were 24,000 men in his division. The officers over the tribes of Israel, over the Reubenites, Eleazar, son of Zikri, over the Simonites, Shephathiath, son of Makkah, over Levi, 
Hashabiah, son of Kemuel, over Aaron, Zadok, over Judah, Elihu, a brother of David, over Issachar, Omri, son of Michael, over Zebulun, Ishmaiah, son of Obadiah, over Naphtali, Jeremoth, son of Azrael, over the Ephraimites, Hoshiah, son of Azaziah, over the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joel, son of Padiah, uh, over the half-tribe of Manasseh and Gilead, Ido, son of Zechariah, over Benjamin, Jaseel, son of Abner, over Don, Azrael, son of Jeroham. These were the offices over the uh, officers over the tribes of Israel. David did not take the number of men twenty years old or less, because the Lord had promised to make Israel as numerous as the stars in the sky. Joab, son of Zeruiah, began to count the men, but did not finish. Wrath came on Israel on account of this numbering, and the king was not entered in the book of the annals of King David. Osmaveth, son of Adil, was in charge of the royal storehouses. Jonathan, son of Uzai, was in charge of the storehouses in the outlying districts, in the towns, the villages, and the watchtowers. Ezri, son of Kaleb, was in charge of the field workers who farmed the land. Shimei the Ramathite was in charge of the vineyards. Zabdi the Shifmite was in charge of the produce of vineyards for the wine vats. Balhanan the Gedarite was in charge of the olive and sycamore fig trees in the western foothills. Joash was in charge of the supplies of olive oil. Shitri the Sharonite was in charge of the herds grazing in Sharon. Shaphat, son of Adlai, was in charge of the herds in the valleys. Obil the Ishmaelite was in charge of the camels. Jehadiah the Meronathite was in charge of the donkeys. Jaziz the Hagrite was in charge of the flocks. All these were the officials in charge of King David's property. Jonathan, David's uncle, was a counselor, a man of insight and a scribe. Jehiel, son of Hakmoni, took care of the king's sons. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> Ahithophel was the king's counselor. Hushai the archite was the king's friend. Ahithophel was succeeded by Jehoiada, son of Benaiah, and by Abiathar. Joab was the commander of the royal army. David summoned all the officials of Israel to assemble at Jerusalem, the officers over the scribes, the commanders of the divisions in the service of the king, the commanders of thousands, and the commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of all the property and livestock belonging to the kings and his sons, together with the palace officials, the mighty men, and all the brave warriors. King David rose to his feet and said, Listen to me, my brothers and my people. I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, for the footstool of our God, and I made plans to build it. But God said to me, You are not to build a house for my name, because you are a warrior and have shed blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, chose me from my whole family to be king over Israel forever. He chose Judah as leader, and from the house of Judah he chose my family, and from my father's sons he was pleased to make me king over all Israel. Of all my sons, and the Lord has given me many, he has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. He said to me, Solomon, your son, is the one who will build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom forever if he is unwavering, uh unswerving and carrying out my commands and laws as is being done at this time so now i charge you in the sight of all israel and of the assembly of the lord and in the hearing of our god be careful to follow all the commands of the lord of the lord your god that you may possess the good land and pass it on as an inheritance to your descendants forever and you my son solomon acknowledge the god of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a temple as a sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. 
Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the portico of the temple, its buildings, its storerooms, its upper parts, its inner rooms, and the place of atonement. He gave him the plans of all that the Spirit had put in his mind for the courts of the temple of the Lord and all the surrounding rooms, for the treasuries of the temple of God and for the treasuries for the dedicated things. He gave him instructions for the divisions of the priests and the Levites and for all the work of serving the temple of the Lord, as well as for the articles to be used in its service. He designated the weight of gold for all the gold articles to be used in various kinds of service and the weight of silver for all the silver articles to be used in various kinds of service the weight of gold for the gold lampstands and their lamps, with the weight for each lampstand and its lamps, <laughs> and the weight of each silver for each silver lampstand and its lamps, according to the use of each lampstand, the weight of gold for each table for consecrated bread, the weight for silver, the weight of silver for the silver tables, the weight of pure gold of gold for each gold dish. I feel like I'm having a stroke. The weight of pure gold for the forks, sprinkling bowls and pitchers, the weight of gold for each gold dish, the weight of silver for each silver dish, and the weight of refined gold for the altar of incense. He also gave him the plan for the chariot, that is, the cherubim of gold that spread their wings and shelter the ark of the covenant in the Lord. All this, David said, I have in writing from the hand of the Lord upon me, and he gave me understanding in all the details of the plan. David also said to Solomon his son, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord my God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. The divisions of the priests and Levites are ready for all the work on the temple of God, and every willing man skilled in any craft will help you in the work. The officials and all the people will obey your every command. Then King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, the one who God has chosen, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because this palatial structure is not for a man, but for the Lord God. With all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, and wood for the wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise stones of various colors, and all kinds of fine stone and marbles all of these in large quantities. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver, for I have provided... Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God, over and above everything I have provided for this holy temple. Three thousand talents of gold, gold of Ophir, and seven thousand talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls for the buildings, for the gold work and the silver work, and for all the work to be done by the craftsmen. Now, who is willing to consecrate himself today to the Lord? Then the leaders of the families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. They gave toward the work on the temples of five of God, 5,000 talents and 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. Any who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord and the custody of Jehiel the Gershonite. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O God, is the greatest, and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things, and your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we will give thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. O oh Lord, our God, 
O Lord, our God, for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things have I given willingly with honest intent, and now I have seen with joy how willing your people who are here have given to you. O Lord, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep this desire in the hearts of your people forever, and keep their hearts loyal to you. And give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to your commands, requirements, and decrees, and do everything to build the palatial structure for which I have provided. Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed low and fell prostrate before the Lord and the King. The next day they made sacrifices to the Lord and presented burnt offerings to him, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand male lambs, together with their drink offerings and other sacrifices in abundance for all Israel. They ate and drank with great joy in the presence of the Lord that day. Then they acknowledged Solomon, son of David, as king a second time, anointing him before the Lord to be ruler and Zadok to be priest. So Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord as king in place of his father David, he prospered, and all Israel obeyed him, all the officers and mighty men, as well as all King David's sons, pledged their submission to King Solomon. The Lord highly exalted Solomon in the sight of all Israel and bestowed on him royal splendor such as no king over Israel ever had before. David, son of Jesse, was king over all Israel. He ruled over Israel forty years, seven in Hebron, and thirty-three in Jerusalem. He died at a good old age, having enjoyed long life, wealth, and honor. His son Solomon succeeded him as king. As for the events of King David's reign, from beginning to end, they are written in the records of Samuel the seer, the records of Nathan the prophet, and the records of Gad the seer, together with the details of his reign and power, and the circumstances that surrounded him in Israel and the kingdoms of all other lands. This concludes One Chronicles, and we continue in our last 17 minutes with Two Chronicles, starting, of course, with chapter 1. Solomon, son of David, established himself firmly over his kingdom, for the Lord his God was with him, and made him exceedingly great. Then Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, to the judges and to all the leaders in Israel, the heads of families. And Solomon and the whole assembly went to the high place at Gibeon, for God's tent of meeting was there, which Moses the Lord's servant had made in the desert. Now David had brought up the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had prepared for it, because he had pitched a tent. I would just like to acknowledge my maturity in last episode as well of um, reading right past such such a phrase. So, uh-huh. But the bronze altar that Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made was in Gibeon in the front of the tabernacle of the Lord. So Solomon and the assembly inquired of him there. Solomon went up to the bronze altar before the Lord in the tent of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. The knight God appeared to Solomon and said to him, And ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered God, You have shown great kindness to my, uh, to David my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, Lord God, let your promise to my father David be confirmed, for you have made me king over a people who are as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge, that I may lead this people, for who is able to govern the great people of yours? God said to Solomon, Since this is your heart's desire, and you have not asked for wealth, riches, or honors, nor for the death of your enemy, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I made you king, Therefore, wisdom and knowledge will be given you. And I will also give you wealth, riches, and honor, such as no king who was before you ever had, and none after you will have.
interesting that Solomon is speaking directly to God. And not through someone. Then Solomon went to Jerusalem from the high place at Gibeon, from before the tent of meeting, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, which he kept in the chariot cities and also with him in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones and cedar as plentiful as sycamore fig trees in the foothills. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and from Kew. The royal merchants purchased them from Kew. They imported a chariot from Egypt for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. They also exported them to all the kings of the Hittites and of the Aramaeans. Solomon gave orders to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. He conscripted 70,000 men as carriers and 80,000 as stone cutters in the hills and 3,600 as foremen over them. Solomon sent this message to Hiram, king of Tyre. Send me cedar logs as you did for my father David when you sent him cedar to build a palace to live in. Now I am about to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God and to dedicate it for him for burning fragrant incense before him, for setting out the consecrated bread regularly, and for making burnt offerings every morning and evening and on Sabbaths and new moons and at the appointed feasts of the Lord our God. This is a lasting ordinance for Israel. The temple I am going to build will be great. Because our God is greater than all other gods. But who is able to build a temple for him, since the heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain him? Who then am I to build a sacrifice for him, except as a place to burn sacrifices before him? Send me, therefore, a man skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, and in purple, crimson, and blue yarn, and experienced in the art of engraving, to work in Judah and Jerusalem with my skilled craftsmen, whom my father David provided. Send me also cedar, pine, and algum logs from Lebanon, for I know that your men are skilled in cutting timber there. My men will work with yours to provide me with plenty of lumber, because the temple I must, I build must be large and magnificent. I will give your servant, I will give your servants, the woodsmen who cut cut the timber, 20,000 cores of ground wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of olive oil. Hiram king of Tyre replied by letter to Solomon, because the Lord loves his people, he has made you their king. And Hiram added, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth. He has given King David a wise son, endowed with intelligence and discernment, who will build a temple for the Lord and a palace for himself. I am sending you to Huram Abi, a man of great skill, whose mother was from Don and whose father was from Tyre. He is trained to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, stone and wood, and with purple and blue and crimson yard and fine linen. He is experienced in all kinds of engraving and can execute any design given to him. He will work with your craftsmen and with those of my Lord, David, your father. Now let my Lord and his servants the wheat. Now let my Lord send his servants the wheat and barley and the olive oil and wine he promised. And he will cut all the logs from Lebanon that you need and will float them in rafts by sea down to Joppa. You can then take them up to Jerusalem. Solomon took a census of all the aliens who were in Israel after the census his father David had taken. And they found to be 153,600. He assigned 70,000 of them to be carriers and 80,000 to be stone cutters in the hills, with 3,600 foremen over them to keep the people working. Then Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moira, where the Lord had appeared to his father David. It was on the threshing floor that Aranua, uh, Arahuna, uh, the Jebusite, the place provided by David. He began building on the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign. The foundation Solomon laid for building the temple of God was 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide, using the cubit of the old standard. The portico at the front of the temple was 20 cubits long, across the width of the building, and 20 cubits high. 
He overlaid the inside with pure gold. He paneled the main hall with TikTok and covered it. <laughs> oh, Lord. I was literally just thinking about TikTok and the word came out of my mouth as I was reading. Oh, my God. I'm losing my mind. Oh, boy. I don't even remember where I was. The foundation Solomon laid for the building, the temple of God, was 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide, using the cubit of the old standard. The portico at the front of the temple was 20 cubits long, across the width of the building, and 20 cubits high. He overlaid the inside with pure gold. He paneled the main hall with pine. That's where I was. And covered it with fine gold and decorated it with palm tree and chain designs. He adorned the temple with precious stones, and the gold he used was gold of Paravayim. He overlaid the ceiling beams, door frames, walls, and doors of the temple with gold, and he carved cherubim on the walls. He built the most holy place, its length corresponding to the width of the temple, 20 cubits long and 20 cubits wide. He overlaid the inside with 600 talents of fine gold. The gold nails weighed 50 shekels. He also overlaid the upper parts with gold. In the most holy place, he made a pair of sculpture cherubim and overlaid them with gold the total wingspan of the cherubim was 20 cubits one wing of the first cherub was five cubits long and touched the temple wall while its other wing also five cubits long touched the wing of the other cherub similarly one wing of the second cherub was five cubits long and touched the other temple wall and its other wing also five cubits long touched the wing of the first cherub the wings of these cherubim extended 20 cubits. They stood on their feet facing the main hall. He was um, he made the curtain of blue, purple, and crimson yarn and fine linen, with cherubim worked into it. In the front of the temple he made two pillars, which together were 25 cubits long, each with a capital on top measuring 5 cubits. He made... Um, he made interwoven chains and put them on top of the pillars. He was also he also made a hundred pomegranates and attached them to the chains. He erected the pillars in the front of the temple, one to the south and one to the north. The one to the south was named Jaquin, and the one to the north Boaz. Um I'm gonna call it there. Uh that ends two chronicles chapter three. Chapter four is a little long, and if I'm saying the words TikTok while reading the word pine, um, I think that's probably an okay time to stop. It's been a, a long day and a long few weeks. Um, we have let go, <laughs> and uh, we are letting God. Uh, Thank you for listening. See you next Sunday.